That Wellbeing at Work show is brought to you by Body Boost, the well-being engagement platform that employees actually use. Find out more at bodyboost.co.uk. We're not bothered about where people come from or what they've done in the past. What we're interested in, who they are, what they're doing today and what they want to do tomorrow. Welcome to That Wellbeing at Work show. I'm Chris Taylor, your show host. In our first season, we've heard from some of the world's leading experts in the employee wellbeing space. So I thought it was time to hear from an organisation whose commitment to creating a happy, inclusive, caring and high-performing culture is lived and breathed from bottom to top. Janet Layton is the superbly titled Director of Happiness at the Timpson Group, one of the UK and Ireland's leading retailers with over 2,000 stores and 5,000 colleagues. This is a fascinating insight into a business who really do put the well-being of their employees front and centre, yet at the same time instill a high-performance culture that delivers bottom-line success. Janet, welcome to the show. Um, now, you're the Director of Happiness, which I, I, I always think is the nicest business title I've ever come across. Can you tell me what you do? Uh, of, of course I can, Chris. I, I, I'd love to share with you. Um, my role really is to look after all our superstars, whether that's their well-being, emotional well-being, or whether that's their financial well-being, and do anything we can as a business to look after them in a way that is really unusual. So what what we would do is we would help them with issues that they have away from work mm. so that when they do come to work, they're a lot happier and more productive. Okay. Because you have a workforce which is, 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 is quite a high proportion of the workforce is made up of people who have um, ex-prisoners. Isn't that right? So we've got 10% of our colleagues have got lived prison experience. Yeah. And we do find that um, those colleagues are brilliant. And some of those colleagues are branch managers, been with us many years. We've got area managers in our excellent centres. We've got colleagues with prison experience. And we find that not only are they devoted to what they do, uh, they really, really, really enjoy it and feel like they've been given the opportunity to show the real them. But I guess that some people might say that actually if you've got um, quite a large proportion of your employee base, as I say, that have that have served time, um, do they come with perhaps greater emotional um, requirements, for example? Do, do, do they come with it with a number of other issues which perhaps you wouldn't normally see in the in the more general workforce? In some cases, uh, yes. Initially, in the short term, when they first join us, they may have have different issues. But again, when I say different, they're just different issues to a colleague that joins us off the street. Sure. You know, we're not bothered about where people come from, what they've done in the past, what we're interested in, who they are, what they're doing today and what they want to do tomorrow. So although there are issues, they're just different issues than somebody else. Everybody's got some sort of issue. It's just getting to know each and every colleague and making sure we can support them to the best of our ability. What's the size of the workforce, approximately? Four and a half thousand colleagues. Okay. And that shops in the UK and Ireland, isn't it? That's correct, yes. Okay. All right. So what initiatives or strategies do you sort of put into place? So as Director of Happiness and your sort of focus on in people's well-being, what do you put into place? to enable people to be their very best at work? 
I think the biggest thing that um, that I do, and not only myself, but um, the rest of the colleagues in the business is, we communicate effectively. What we do is we encourage people to share their emotions, their feelings, the great things that are happening. Maybe the not so great things that are happening. So what we do is we make sure that people are aware that we are here to listen and we are here to support. No matter what the issue is, they can talk to us about it. Sometimes we can resolve it, sometimes we can't, but at least we can try our best to, to help our colleagues. I think that's really important. And I think what's 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 also interesting is I note that your chairman, Sir John Timpson, actually wrote a book, to, A Guide to Mental Health at Work. And I think mm. this is quite a, um, it, you know, I think he details very much his own issues with mental health, which I think he suffered in the 70s and 80s, and I think occasionally even today. Mm-hmm. And it's quite rare for such a sort of leading business figure to be quite so open about their own battles with, with for example, depression. That's right. But we all know how real it is. And what, what it means is the rest of our colleagues can see such a senior figure and think, actually, if, if John is prepared to talk about it, then I'm not so afraid. And that makes a massive difference to our colleagues. Hmm. No, I can see that. And I think the other thing is, is actually is that you give quite a lot of autonomy, don't you? Which I think is a key part of, of, of people being able to sort of really, you know, for their job to mean something to them. As I think you give them a lot of autonomy in terms of the shop hours that they run, for example, their opening hours or their closing hours or sort of pricing and things like that. How much autonomy do various different branches have within the Timpson Group? Oh, lots and lots of autonomy. If you go in, in any any one of our branches, I hope you would see that the place is smart, um, the colleagues giving excellent customer service. What we say to our colleagues, and it doesn't matter whether it's a branch colleague or it's somebody in a support function or excellence centre, what we say is, be your best. We'll give you the freedom to do what you need to do. We'll support you. We'll give you the tools to do it. But we want you to do it yourself in your own style. So we don't have a pricing structure. We'll have a pricing guide, but it's up to a colleague. If they feel confident and want to uh, charge a bit more for something, then that's absolutely fine too. If they want to give something away for free, that's absolutely fine too. And that empowers the colleague to feel that they are responsible for their area and it enables people to flourish. It really does. Absolutely. They learn to believe in themselves. Yeah. And do you, I mean, how much sort of research do you do with, with your colleagues across the business about, you know, do you find out from them what they, what you think that, or they tell you what their key issues are, for example, how they're feeling, or I'm just thinking at the moment about sort of the cost of living crisis and lots of people are talking about it and lots of employers are worried about it actually that, you know, people are are really struggling with, with their, their, with their bills. And I was wondering sort of how do you do anything around that sort of part of their lives, your employees? Of course we do. Oh, most definitely. So um, we have what we call Barney's dashboard, which is an internal an internal dashboard. OK, mm. so in every branch, they can key in information about uh, um, sales, stuff like that. So they do that every week. But also every Thursday night when they do their cashing up, as we would call it, there is a button on, on there and it says, how are you feeling today? Okay, That's and nice. our colleagues, yeah, our colleagues will 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 put will score a ten and say feeling absolutely brilliant, or a colleague might say put a one and say I'm feeling really poor, I just don't feel great. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And from that, our area managers will contact those colleagues straight away and say, can I help? You know, is there anything I can do to help you? What's the issue? And it and it's quite interesting because we've had stories from I scored a five because I haven't got a boyfriend at the moment. I'm feeling really lonely. Another one was my wedding cake's being made and it's not good. So the, these and these are true true stories, yeah. and that's just a snippet. But yeah. these are genuine issues that that our colleagues face, and that's only one small part of what we do. We have a hardship fund. And at the moment, any given time, we've probably got about £400,000 out there in loans to our colleagues. Right. Okay. That's quite so a lot of money, isn't it? It is. So if they're struggling financially, they can come to us and say, look, um, I need a new car or my washing machine's broken down or I've got a crisis at home with the children. And when we're not giving out loans, we'll also gift colleagues things such as I saw a colleague only yesterday who... He's not managing his credit card. He's mm. looking after his family. He's supporting his parents. He's doing everything he can. But he's got a credit card bill that he just can't keep on top of. So we've agreed to pay that directly for him. All right, okay. That makes a big difference to someone, doesn't it? Well, what it does, it takes away the, the stress. So it means when he does come to work or she comes to work, that she can focus on work and actually enjoy it. We want people to be really happy at work. Because mm-hmm. a happy colleague is a really productive one, which means we're in a win-win situation. The more we invest in our people, the more money we make. It's very, very simple. But I wonder why, Janet, other companies don't do it in the same way then. Why, why, why do you think that there is such a an issue with regards to you know the well-being of employees and that some, some organisations really only pay very much lip service to it? So, you know, they'll put a ping pong table in or something like that or like <laughs> a couple of comfy bean bags. But you seem to go so much further than that. Why is that? I think there's still an element in businesses where they think kindness means being soft. Hmm. And it's not the case. Kindness is a strength. Hmm. And that's that's an integral part of our culture is kindness and trust. And so we might have, I don't know, three to five percent of our colleagues might not be kind people. They might take the Mickey. But what we choose to do is focus on the 95 percent. And we're prepared to lose that little bit with the three to five percent as long as we can focus on the other 95. And I think some businesses can't see that. They think, why would you do that? Our people invest so much energy into our business. They're dynamic. They want to work hard. And it's because they believe in John and James. They believe in our family business. And that's what makes all the difference. Do they see John and James quite a lot? Oh, all the time. John will spend a day in the office. James will spend maybe a Monday generally in the office, the rest of the week, up and down the country, either visiting other businesses or visiting our colleagues. So they'll just go on an area, they'll just rock up, say hello, spend 10 minutes with our colleague. But the first thing they'll say is, how are you? Is there anything you need from me? Okay. I mean, that is very rare, isn't it? It's very rare. But for us, it's so natural, Chris. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. so, so natural. We believe that all businesses should be like ours because life would be so much better. If you're frustrated that not enough of your people take advantage of the well-being resources you've put in place for them, then look no further than Body Boost. 
Our unique body system and community features are the magic ingredients which get people to team up and form healthy habits together. And they have a lot of fun along the way too. Download case studies from our website or email us on info at bodyboost.co.uk. I was just thinking though that, you know, lots of companies have also complained about the great resignation and they haven't been able to resource, you know, or they've had hiring issues with, with vacancies and things. Mm-hmm. I was wondering whether actually all the work that you put into supporting your colleagues, did, did, did you experience um, an issue with hiring? Uh, we have, yes, we have over the last year. Um, we're still recruiting now. Things are getting better. Mm. Um, yes, we've definitely seen a difference. But in other businesses where they may struggle and think, well, we can't cope with this, what we're we going to do, let's just hire anybody, we don't work like that. So where mm. we've had lots of vacancies in areas, our area teams have stepped in and they've managed branches. So we have area managers who will step in and, ma- and manage a branch rather than have it closed. Hmm. So we don't give in, we just keep moving forward. And we'd rather have a vacancy than have the wrong person in a role. So what do you think, I mean, what, what do you think people are looking for today? What do you think generally, so sort of coming out of the Timpson family and out of the yeah. Timpson culture, what, what do you think employees are looking for today when they join a firm? I think they're looking for flexibility. I think they're looking for um, autonomy a bit more freedom to be able to think for themselves rather than to be told what to do. I think uh, people have realised that they want time with their families. So I think that change in, in, in style, uh, it, there's definitely been a shift in that. You know, people have got animals now that didn't used to have animals. You know, I think people have reflected a lot post-pandemic and it's made people think twice. Hmm. And I think you can have all that. I think you can have it all. It's just about getting the balance right. It's all about balance, isn't it? Mm. And I think that you're, as a firm, you're very committed to the work-life balance, aren't you? You're very interested or you encourage your colleagues to have that balance and to have a life outside of work. Of course. We want people to be refreshed. When they're away from work, they come back. They feel focused. They feel happy, which is why we spend all our time assisting people, um, whether that be with financial well-being or whether it's emotional well-being. Yeah. And of course, we have a lot of the emotional well-being side. And in some cases, it might not be the colleague themselves that's got an emotional issue. It might be somebody in their family. Mm. So we need to help the colleague so they can help somebody in their family. You know, we don't stop at just the colleague. And what do you think the future is for, for well-being? I mean, what other things are you working on or initiatives at Timpson at the moment? Well, in terms of well-being, we're always always looking for... for um, New benefits. Oh, you right. know, the more re- the the more recent ones were um, an extra day off when your child st- starts primary school or nursery school for the first time, because we found that some of our colleagues were getting really distressed. You know, you can imagine you drop them off at nursery or or school, and you're like, well, they're either crying or they're not bothered about you. So it's you can't win, can you? Or you're yeah, crying. Or you're crying, that's what I mean. And then you're hanging about thinking, oh, is he all right? Is she all right? And that worked really, really well. And not only did it work really well, found we got lots of photographs of children who were just starting school in their little uniforms and stuff like that. So, so that had a real, real impact. So then we decided, well, hold on a minute. It's not just a parent. We decided that 
grandparents should get an opportunity too. So what we have is an extra day off for any grandparent who has a grandchild. You know, again, because sometimes you will, and it might be a week after the baby's born before you can see your grandchild, but that doesn't matter. And that works really, really well as well. And another one, the latest one is um, Pet Bereavement Day. So that's not when your goldfish dies, Chris. That is <laughs> when your family pet, whether that's a cat, a dog, whatever it is, a hamster, it could be anything as long as if it's your family pet and it's been with you. And it, and the idea is to get the family together, get your head together, take that day yeah. to recover from it and then, yeah. you know, come back to you. What I like, yeah. I mean, it sounds great. I mean, what I like about it is that it's, you know, you are there for sort of life's big events. That's right. Because if you think you about know, it. Births, deaths, yeah. marriages, all sorts of bits and pieces. All those things. It's like when you get married, you get an extra week off and a hundred pounds. Right. You know, it doesn't... I might get married again. <laughs> well, though. I was thinking, actually, I might get divorced and remarried and see if I could... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get a week off and a hundred pounds. I mean, it's not too bad, You know, it? it's definitely <laughs> worth it. It's definitely worth it. So, you know, lots of, of those opportunities. We encourage people, if they want a confidential chat, to ring someone like me or speak to anybody else confidentially. And when it is confidential, it is confidential. Do you see the difference? Mm. It's not, oh, mm. we pretend it's confidential, but it isn't. You know, people often ring for advice. They'll ring me for advice. And, but it's got to be confidential if you say it is. Where do these ideas come from then? You know, your pet bereavement day. Where, 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 do, they, where do they come uh, from? Well, James especially um, meets with other business leaders who are very dynamic and stuff and they swap stories or I'll go out and I'll meet somebody from another business and swap stories and and you just pick up nuggets of information that you think actually that is brilliant and so so these ideas are all moving around we have um which works really well we have a weekly lottery okay okay have a guess how much we pay. Uh, I don't know, five hundred pounds. I don't know. So we pay a thousand pound a week. Wow! Out in the lottery, and the only thing you need to be in the lottery is to work for us. Okay, so hang on a minute, then. So you you, you run like a company wide lottery, so you can win up to what a thousand pounds. Win a thousand pounds, yeah. And we're all in it Everybody. because we work. Yes. For you. Wow. Okay. So I randomly pick somebody every week. Up and down the country, doesn't, doesn't matter, matter who, what job no, they do. doesn't matter what job they do. And I then contact their manager and say, on Monday, can you go and visit Joe Bloggs, Chris, Chris yeah. Taylor? Can you go and visit Chris yeah. um, and share? And they have, a, they have either a, a big banner that says, congratulations, you're a winner, you're a superstar, or they have a tin petty cash tin. It's got fake cash in it. It's got a thousand pound fake cash in it. <laughs> and they'll go in and they'll announce it. And and it's amazing. The colleagues and you know they can't believe it. Sometimes they can't believe it's them. And um, yeah. And then we will share the story with everybody else in the business. So everybody waits on a Monday to see who's won and what they're going to do with the money. And I'll send an email out to say what that colleague is going to do with the money. And it's some of the stories are amazing. Well, I hope they spend it on holidays. There are some spend it on holidays, all sorts of things. But it's things like that that make a massive difference to us. I think. Yeah, no, that's a really, really nice idea. And I mean, obviously, that's £52,000 a year, yeah. right? Yeah. And again, that's only a small part of what we do. You know, we have dreams come true where people can apply and say, my dream is to go to Las Vegas and take take my great-grandmother, who's never been able to go, or whatever. And um, yeah, and if they're successful... You've got to remember, though, that 
we only recruit superstars and we only want superstars. So in a way, we've got the best of the best. So why wouldn't we invest in the best of the best? You're very proud of, to, of working there, aren't you? It's amazing. It's not like work. It's a lifestyle choice. Have you been there a long time? Uh, just short of 18 years now, yeah. Just short of 18 years. Okay. And it's gone ever so quickly. Has it? You tend to find colleagues will either stay very short term because we are a bit wacky, as you can tell. Very short term. <laughs> oh, they stay forever. I mean, in a way, 18 years, I'm still a new starter. People are doing 40-odd mm. years without thinking about it. And I was thinking that actually when people do join the firm and you go through that sort of onboarding process, mm -hmm. it's your first week or two weeks or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Um, how do you explain the unique culture that is working for Timson to them? We talk about honesty, integrity, um, trust, kindness. And it actually starts, it's, it's not just the onboarding part, it actually starts when we meet the uh, potential colleague. We don't interview them in a way that, they don't sit in front of a, a boardroom table and stuff like that. We'll meet our potential colleagues in a supermarket or over a coffee and we'll chat. We'll find out about what they believe in, what matters to them, what excites them. Now, that could be sport, family, reading a book, doing poetry. It could be anything, but something we look for something that they believe in. And when, we, when we're talking to them, do you remember... You might not be old enough to remember. Do you remember the Mr. Men? Yeah, I remember them. We effectively use the, the Mr. and Mrs. Men things. So we want people that are smart, tidy, happy, all those sorts of things. What we don't want is Mr. Scruffy, Mr. Late, <laughs> Mr. Gumpy. And that's the way we do our interviewing, seriously. It is the way right. we do it. And that starts from day one. So we know straight away, we get them on board. The training starts, which is a basic skills in a branch or if you're in the office or whatever you're doing. Um, but that is consistent. And what we say to people from day one is the only two rules in the well, we have three. One is health and safety. yeah. But the only other sure. two rules we have is look the part and put the money in the till because you'll never come across a brilliant business that doesn't have great standards. So that means right. keep the shop tidy, make sure you wear your badge, make sure you wear your uniform. Yeah, and put the money in the till means don't steal. We'll mm. help you if you need financial help, but don't steal from us, don't steal time, and don't steal money. Those are the only two rules we have. Wow. So that's that's you know that's what we do. We have a new starter culture course. So when people start, we get them on board as quickly as possible. So we get a group of say sixty colleagues who are quite new to the business, and we spend two days with them, having fun. Um, doing interactive things, playing games, but talking seriously about what we expect of them and what they can expect from us. So you're saying that actually it's very clear expectations on the firm's part yes. of what you expect from your colleagues. Yes, yes. But it's, it's, it's great. It's a great opportunity for them. Mm. And the training is ongoing no matter who you are, what you do. We even have now, we've, we've got a training centre which we call The Nest. It's effectively our Timson University, Okay. And it looks, honestly, it's an amazing building. Where's that? It's in Withenshaw, near Simpson okay. House in Withenshaw. And um, we're actually, we've started doing now, we're on our third group, we're doing a degree in upside down management. It's only a Timson degree, but it's a degree that takes about 13 months. Okay. So if I enrol in the Timpson University mm -hmm. to study upside down management, mm -hmm. um, what am I learning? All about the culture, all about upside down management, how it actually works how to do the caring role, 
Mm-hmm. And these are people that are our future, our next generation. What, of leaders? Of leaders, yes. And a- anybody in our business can apply. And we're hoping more and more people will keep applying. But what it, what else they learn is to understand the bigger picture because the Timson business, the Timson group, has got various parts to it. So if you work in a Max Bielman branch, whilst you're going through your degree course, you'll learn more about the Timson side of the business as well. Mm. So it's all about the cross-branding. Mm. So who teaches? Who teaches the course? Our head of, of training. Right. Spends all his time basically doing doing this sort of thing. Um, we have John and James will attend them to, right. to speak, just like they do the new Starter Culture course. They'll, they'll come and, and, and do a talk and answer questions. And they spend more time answering questions than they do doing any sort of speeches. It's very, very informal. So, I mean... I mean that's really interesting. Do you give do you give the employee time off then to attend this this course? How of they course, do that? yeah. So um, if I if I'm I work in Basingstoke and I'm on mm. the degree, I need to be at the mm. nest. Then yeah, of course we'll pay them to come to the nest. And part the degree is all part of a, a business. It's great for the business and it's absolutely amazing for the colleague. No, I mean, it does sound an incredible opportunity, actually, to, to you know, to learn much more about the business mm-hmm. and immerse yourself in the Timpson culture. And as you say, if, if this is designed for for colleagues who, you know, may wish to progress their career within the group, and as you say, that may well be identified as sort of future, future leaders of the business, right? Because mm. we have a lot of young, bright colleagues or people who've been with us 20 years who want to progress. And this is their opportunity to do that. And I think... The hardest part for them is probably not the course. It's their evaluation day at the end of it because they have mm-hmm. to go up before the board and um, show a presentation, talk about what they've learned, where they want to be, where they want to go, stuff like that. So that's probably the hardest. And each of those colleagues that are doing a degree has a mentor as well. Okay. It does sound – I mean, look, I mean, Janet, I mean, you've described, you know, what is – you know, clearly one of the most, you know, loveliest, friendliest, happiest company cultures that I think that, you know, you'll ever come across. And you must be very proud of working there. Yes, uh, almost definitely. Don't get me wrong, we work hard. We work really hard. Our expectations are really, really high, probably higher than most. But because we have so much fun along the way and we want to work hard and work as a family to achieve the same goal, it makes life so much easier. It's just like being at home with your family. You work together to make things happen. Janet Layton, Director of Happiness at the Timpson Group. Thank you very much indeed. I'd like to say thank you very much to you, Chris. Thank you for listening to That Wellbeing at Work show. To listen to more episodes and to find out more on how Body Boost can drive engagement in your wellbeing programs, go to our website or email us on info at bodyboost.co.uk.